always wanted to start a podcast, but just didn't know how to do it. Well, guess what? Anchor is the place for you. Anchor not only lets you download your podcast to their platform, but they even do it better. They take your podcast and they send it to multiple streams of other podcast places. Yes, I know because I've been using Anchor for over two years now. Anchor is the one-stop shop for everyone that has a podcast or if you're thinking about having a podcast. So listen, do not delay. If you want to join Anchor, you can do that now. And guess how much it costs? Zero. Nada. It's free. Just go to anchor.fm.com. Load your podcast, tell them that professional Sutton sent you, and I promise you'll be great, and I will love it. All right. I'm about to go live in five, four, three, two, one. All right, welcome to another edition of Don't Shoot the Messenger podcast. I'm your boy, Professional Sutton. And I'm your boy, Chris G. And it's your boy, The Rough Report. Cheers. So, fellas, what's going on today? Fellas, what's going on? Glad to be on the mic, yeah, man. man. Glad you glad you woke up today. Yeah, listen, man, listen, man. It's been a it's been a it's been a long rough week, as you can tell. I'm still self quarantining myself, but it's all good though. It's all good. So before we start, man, uh, before we start, if you don't know, if you if, if this is just your first time tuning in, we are previewing uh, the Last Dance, all of the episodes. Uh, so shouts out to ESPN for putting that on. Also. We want to let y'all know where y'all can find us. Y'all can find us on Facebook, Don't Shoot the Messenger Podcast, Real DSTM1 on Instagram, um, also on YouTube, Professional Sutton. You can find us there. You can find all our videos after we air on Facebook. You can find it there. And also, we want to shout out our sponsor, 94.3 WYBC. Oh, there we go. There we go. There we go. Let me turn you up. There we go. So, fellas, uh, you know, we uh, watch uh, parts uh, five and six. What is your take on it, fellas? What is your take on it? Well, can we hit that first? Uh... <clears throat> I'm going to let you go ahead, man, because, you know. Uh-oh. 
I got, I got some. I got some other stuff cooking. Okay. 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 All right. So, like, just just give me a quick refresher because I watched five and six weeks ago. Okay. Oh. So five, five oh. and six. <laughs> I don't mean to drop that. So. Drop that so basically, like that. five you... and six was about five and six was about um the more of the dynasty, the Kobe, the All Star game, yes. stuff like that. Sneakers, right? all that. Sneakers, yep. all that. Man. The sneakers and all listen, that. Listen, Chris, I mean, listen. You don't got to stunt on us because you got the advanced copies, man. You know what I mean? Come on, Chris. You don't got to do that, man. You don't got to do oh, that, you, man. Oh, y'all ain't on episode 10? Oh, my bad. My bad. My bad. Come on, man. I didn't mean to floss on y'all like that. A little um, bit. He's my boy. But uh, no, actually, when I was watching it, it kind of. To me, this episode, it kind of showed why Jordan is the king, why he's regarded as so. Because, I mean, it talked about the business dealings and how basically, you know, Jordan, Air Jordan, Jordan brand is still the biggest shoe out there. Right. I mean, I hate to, you know, talk about your boy, but it's bigger than the LeBrons. Oh, yes. And it's bigger than every other shoe. Definitely. Just, definitely. Like It, it, it kind of shows that he's still king in, in all of the commercials. I mean, that's one of the reasons why he could have that bad contract for so many years because he was he getting got, that Hanes yes. money, that Gatorade money, that, that Nike. Nike money. He was just, you know, the McDonald money. I remember seeing Mike everywhere when i was a kid yes like every commercial the be like everybody know like the like mike commercial yeah they sing it in bad in the first bad boys i want to be i want to be like mike (laughs) (laughs) word word you get shot like him too (laughs) you know um uh go go ahead ruck i'm gonna let you you know go man because i have some i have some points i want to make man but after you though no i just you know, my, my whole thing, my takeaway from the episodes is just basically how much of a business he is. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And how that was, the, the stage was set for that from the beginning. Um, the the great takeaway and interesting part that, that I took away from the episodes is, you know, I had a the opportunity when I was in high school to work at a law firm mm. in Jersey. And one of the big partners there was actually like a consultant for David Falk. Mm. So, so this is about eighty five. You know, then. I got to... <laughs> eighty five. So the reason the reason that that was really intriguing to me is because I remember the summer that David Falk probably had about fifty four NBA free agents, and I remember him having a, a phone conference and him telling the dude like, "Yo." I don't want to sign a contract for nobody this year that's less than $80 million. Mm. And he's talking about he, he's dealing with Patrick Ewing, Jordan, Rod Strickland, like a, a number of players. And I'm like, yo, just from the angles, like it was a great business plan set up for Mike from day one, just like LeBron took that blueprint mm-hmm. and kind of moved it forward too. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you know, like you said, Chris, I think that, you know, when you talk about sneakers, when you talk about legacy, there is no one that is well known and that is well sought out um, like Michael Jordan. As you know, yesterday, uh, the state of Georgia allowed some Negroes to, uh, I mean, uh, people to go free. And uh, <laughs> people were standing in line for Jordans. Again, these are the sneakers that came out, uh, you know, numerous times, but just his impact. And I think that what it symbolized to some people is greatness. Some people think, well, if I have a pair of Jordans on, it symbolized that 
I am of certain stature. Now, again, I like Jordans too, so I don't want to sit up here and be like, oh, if you wear Jordans, you're a fool. No. But what I'm saying is that people are making this a big business. There are Jordans that will not be released to the regular public like the Eminem Jordans because they are so sought out and people are putting names on Jordans that never even see him play. But again, his impact on the culture of sneakers. Mm -hmm. Jordan has brought the sneaker culture to a whole nother level. Now, don't worry about if he dressed like Mary J. Blige. That's not the issue here. The issue is, listen, 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 I'm just telling the truth. Uh, allegedly the issue is, or what I'm talking about is how much of an impact he has on the game of basketball, but also on the culture. When you think of hip hop, you think of how he has, you know, Drake has OVO, you know, that sneaker, you know, um, company, well, you know, the, the label, but OVO sneakers partner with Jordan. Everybody want to be associated with Jordan. Even people that don't even know about Michael Jordan, like Miley Cyrus had a whole song about it. You know, um, and you know what's in the club with my J's on. She probably don't even know what the hell it's about, but she understands how important it is to the culture. So, shouts out to Michael Jordan again. A lot of she got enough black D's. You know what it's about. I mean, you know, um, I mean, I mean, gonna, listen, listen, um, listen. When I'm somebody, you listen after you saucy. get, listen after you get done, and you see somebody <laughs> leave some Jordans underneath your bed. After after the twelfth pair, you kind of want to worry about what is these sneakers that are son in my bed. But anyway, but hold um, on, Quet. hold on, go ahead, hold on. go ahead, please. I, it's funny though that this episode kind of lined up with uh, I don't know how if y'all familiar with the last OG. Tracy uh, yes, I am familiar with that show. I haven't haven't uh, watched the, a whole lot. This, this week's episode, you know, he was talking about it was all about Jordans actually. Mm-hmm. You know, his uh, ex-girl had got him a pair of Jordans that he never wore, that he went to jail and she put him in a storage unit. But they were like some rare black and gold uh, ones, mm. and they were worth $25,000. Mm. But, and the whole episode is about that. But before he got to that point, he was talking about, which I think everybody has this story, which is why I think it's relevant. He said, you know, he remembered where he was in life and where he was when he got his first pair of Jordans and he didn't have to wear the dun duns anymore. <laughs> now, Ruck is old enough to know what the dun duns are. Um, <laughs> <laughs> bang, 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 bang. <laughs> but, 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 it's, but it's true because everybody got a story about the first time yes. they finally got a pair of J's. Mm. Mm-hmm. Chris, do you remember your first pair? And then Ruck, after Chris get done, tell me yours, and I tell you my first pair of Jordans. What was your first pair of Jordans well, yo, that you could remember? Right. So, um, I'm I'm not good with the numbers, so I, I ain't trying to be crucified. I can but help. If you go to the, but if you go to the the picture that you got up right now with the Jordans up there, uh-huh. the one all the way down to the right. Okay, so those are the thirteen. The 13. So the first pair I got was a pair of white and blue. The part that's white up there was blue. I had a gray. pair of white and blue. Right, white, blue, and gray. Okay. You know what I'm talking about. Yes, yes, I do. Those were the first those were the first pair of Jordans I got. I was in, you know, I was in the seventh grade and I kept them mugs crispy. And you and anybody who know me, I've never been a big shoe dude. 
I'm just not, this is not my thing. White, black, ups, and a pair of Tim's. That's all you need. But, um, I'm North <laughs> yo, when I got those, um, you couldn't tell me nothing. It was too fly. Those, those Jordans was, yo, those are my babies. I've wore them things into the ground because you know where we come from. Your mom wasn't buying you right. no Jordans like that. Right. You, if you got a pair of Jordans, especially, you know, especially when you got other siblings, yes, it, you ain't getting no Jordans like that. So I kept those Jordans near and dear. But also, yeah. you know, that's we actually wore our sneakers back then. You know what I mean? So like that's that was, true. It, it was it was it was a part of the game. You know, you got the sneakers and you wore them. It was again. Now it's so it changed so much because you got people who actually buy sneakers to just hold on to them. Like when we got them back in the day, you put them on because you wanted everybody to see them. I remember seeing oh, yeah. kids when I was at my group home. They would literally take their shoes off when they would walk outside and then put them back on when they went inside. Crazy stuff. I said, yeah, I'm wearing my sneakers. Yes, yes, yes. Like, I seen kids who actually took their sneakers off when they got, took 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 the Jordans off when they got outside and then put the Jordans back on when they went back inside. That's how it was. Now, Ruck, man, Um, so after you bought your first pair of uh, Converse, when was, <laughs> you remember your first pair of Jordans, man? Like, what what yeah. number were they? Because I know that you was fresh to yeah. death, man. Yo. Either one or two, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, shit. Yo. Chris is being spicy. <laughs> so my my first pair, man, like, remember them jokes like it was yesterday. Mm. Fresh out the box, baby blue fours. Ooh. Mm. And them just, mm. just came out last month too. They just came out them, last month. Them things were something. Oh my goodness, mm. man! And 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 the dopest part about it for me, like when I got my first pair, was that. So you know, I went to Catholic school. So the one thing that Catholic school lets you do, you had to have on the entire uniform, but you could wear whatever shoes you wanted to. Mm. I wore them joints in. To the ground, and I have to, I have to say that, like, like Quet just described, as soon as I got to school, I took them joints off, put some other joints on for the rest of the day, including recess. And when I went home, I put the joints right back on. He said, "These Chuck tellers so ain't never felt this." Baby blue fours, man, mm. this is unbelievable, unbelievable. Until until the dude robbed me for him, and then that was another story. <laughs> okay, you know what? I didn't want to bring it up, but I was about to ask though. Being in Jersey, did somebody rob you of those sneakers? I'm just saying. Absolutely. Okay. They sure did. Okay. They sure did. Shouts out to Jersey for yeah, staying Jersey. Shouts out to Jersey for staying Jersey. That's when I learned the, the famous tagline when somebody asked you. Yo, what size is those? You just say not those and swing. There you go. Or mm-hmm. just, or just get. Listen, man. It, like Queen Latifah said, I can't not forget the size. There you go, man. So my my first pair of Jordans that I can remember was they were the they were the uh, they were the nines. They they, they were the Aqua nines. Mm. Um, I remember those. They were the people calling the Bugs Bunny. I never forget mm-hmm. those. They were actually too small for me. Uh, Cause me and my boy, we actually had like a bet. We I don't know what the bet was, but I said, "Yo, let me get these." If I, you know, if I win this or whatever. So I end up winning and I got the joint. So now, mind you, at the time, I wore a size, let's just say, eight. 
but them joints are like a seven. And uh, I put my whole foot oh, in them joints. Wild and wild. Faint, listen, mm-hmm. I was in third grade. So I you so you couldn't tell me nothing. And then yeah, I was man. so pressed That's to why wear you got them. That full salad on your foot right now. <laughs> <laughs> listen, I was so pressed. This is how pressed I was, right? School had an hour delay for what reason? I don't know, but I was pissed because I wanted to everybody to see these joints. <laughs> and man, when school came back, I was walking bow legged and everything. I was walking pigeon toe. I wanted everybody to see my joints. Say, yo, man, uh, hey, Quay, you got the new oh these? Oh, come on! And then you know when you young, when people notice your shoes, you it's like you want to be humble, but you don't. Like, yo, Chris, yo, what you got on? Oh, they, oh come on, man! I had these for a minute, man. I had these for a minute. <laughs> Let me say this. Let me say this, man. If there's one reason that Mike will forever be the sneaker goat above Braun, because Mike Mike Jordan had the only shoe out that would make you instantly, yes, if you wasn't already pigeon-toed and bow-legged, yes, well, instantly, well, man, in my you case, instantly became Spike Lee, right? And yeah, well, in my case, I had no choice because they were too small. But <laughs> like you say. <laughs> It was a whole swag. It was a whole way that you wore these sneakers because once you put on the Jordans, you felt that you were the best at anything. And I remember playing basketball, uh, football in my mm-hmm. joints, baseball. You like you wore your Jordans everywhere because you wanted everybody to see them. Now, as you got older, you realized, yo, I got to take care of them. Um, but the Must first the shoes, right? Must the the shoes. first pair of Jordans that I remember getting. They were the white and baby blue, baby blue 14. My mom bought them. But my cousin told me, he said, yo, listen, don't tell nobody. But because you're graduating on honor roll and going to high school, your mother getting you the 14s. So this how exclusive it was, right? This is how exclusive it was. I went downtown and I believe it was. Uh, I don't. I think I don't know if it was Footloose or sports stuff. Wait, 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 quick! You gotta let people. You gotta let the okay. younger audience know okay, there okay. used to be a mall downtown. Okay. Yeah. Well, it, yeah. So it used to be a mall downtown, but I went outside the mall. It wasn't even at the mall because the mall didn't even have me yet. So I had to go to, I believe it was sports. I sports center, sports stuff. It wasn't sports mm-hmm. center, but anyway, probably I, sports stuff. Probably yeah, sports stuff. Right. So I went downtown, and it was the fourteenth. Right, it was the 14th, they had my size, but dude said, Check this yeah. out, right? I can give them to you, but I can't give you a box or receipt, and I gotta charge you 150. Then, my mother, if she didn't know, if she would have waited till Monday, she only would have had to pay 125. But in her mind, she was already ready to pay the 150. So, yeah. dude, let me walk out, no box, no receipt, the all white. And Carolina blue 14s, and I wore them joints down. I wore them joints hey, straight out the store. Straight out the store. Hey, yo, Chris. Straight out you the done. store. Chris, uh-huh. now, you know, luckily there's a statute of limitation on stealing, right? right. <laughs> because, clear, because clearly, clearly, he bought them joints. Clearly. Yo, yeah. I didn't First steal. First thing I heard was no receipt. And you talk about New Jersey. Yo, listen, that was the policy. Now you can get in trouble. You can get your whole sneaker license taken away. But at that time, I was able to walk out the store with no receipt and no box. And I wore them joints. 
I remember wearing them down. People like, yo, where you get those from? They're like, yo, you can't tell nobody where you got them from either. I was like, yo, I can't tell, yo. These are is exclusive. Yeah, like, yo, definitely was some fishiness yo, going come, on oh that. no, they was not. Yeah, I call my yo, moms right now. Yo. No, I call on. my moms right it's now. It's not. It's not on you. Oh but right, on them. Sold you those joints that sports stuff. It's definitely something fishy. Oh you yeah. See, hold on. Yeah, he yeah, could say, that's... "I can't give you a box." What he can't say is, "I'm gonna sell these to you, but I'm not gonna give you a receipt." So where's that booking information going in in in, in uh, bookkeeping and sports stuff? That's why they out of business. Yeah, listen, that's why they out of business listen, right now. He got he made hey, a he buck. Right. Listen. Yeah, and that's what he said. Now he made a. Now he made twenty five dollars because there was one twenty five on that Monday. But he sold it for one fifty because he knew how bad I wanted them, and he was like, "You know how you know how it go, yo? This is the last, you know, I can't sell you that, yo. Come on, man, yo, it's front. All right, here you go." And we had a cookout that Saturday. Boy, you couldn't tell me nothing. You couldn't tell mm -hmm. me shit. So I remember my Jays, man, very very well. The ones that were bought. Now the other ones, I had one pair of Team Jordans, but you know they was they were like the second pair of Team Jordans that uh, Ray Allen was, you know. Rock, but anyway, those wasn't the Jordan Jordan. Now I am not up here to, to talk about nobody that wear Team Jordans or whatever type of Jordans you wear. But I like the retro Jordans. Those are my favorites. Those are my favorites. So oh. that's what I like. Now, um, clearly, uh, episode six talk about Michael Jordan's excessive gambling. Now I watched that and I said I'm not going to go too hard on Mike. I think he was just a competitor. I think that he just he was he was just so competitive because I know for me I am very no, competitive. No, no, don't do What's that. What's up? Why don't do that? Don't do that. What? Nice little cop out there. Don't don't do that. What? He has a gambling problem. Okay, well, it's been, it's, it's been well documented. <laughs> his father had the same problem. There were rumors back in the day about his. That's what his father ended up dying from. Mm -hmm. You know, being associated with that. No, we we're not gonna let Mike listen, especially because everybody always clamoring about yo yo stuff about Braun about now nah, we're not gonna let Mike get off of that because that's what Mike does. It's clear, it's clear even from the, from the episode. Mm -hmm. You losing to the security guard in the hall, yeah, <laughs> bro, it's a problem, and mm -hmm. I guarantee you that he didn't stop there. No, so it, it is what it is. But again, you know the the thing about some of our greats having flaws like this is that's what makes them great. That's mm -hmm. what makes them human. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But no, we're not going to let Mike get off this. No, okay. we're not going to bypass that. If that's what you <laughs> want to say, then then that's what you're going to say. But before we start, Chris, before I let you go, uh, I do want to thank, again, our sponsor, 94.3 WIVC. The rhythm of the city. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, uh, you know, Ruck said that he has a gambling problem. Um, I can't, you know, argue with you on that point, Ruck. Um, I guess we got to call a spade. Can't spade. nobody argue. Right. Can't I can't. Nobody argue that I can't. Point. can't nobody. But, that like, motherfucker like to gamble <laughs> a lot. Yes, a lot. <laughs> on everything. On every, again, I knew he had a gambling problem. I thought it was more like blackjack, uh, you know, regular stuff. I didn't know it was like coin flipping. Wow. Um, who who gonna be the first to walk out the door? I mean, well, they said he bet on everything. I mean, nah, I mean, I'm a competitive driver. Like sometimes I be on a highway, I drive, and people don't realize that they in the race. That's a little different. 
I'm not betting on money, but it, <laughs> you, you know, I'm you just saying. But a gambler, it no. was like pulling teeth for you to put down sixty dollars at the roulette table. You damn right. You, you damn right. Like listen, teeth. listen. Being a so competitor, being being a competitor and a gambler is two different things. Michael Jordan said there's only one, but it's not. Uh, I am a competitor. I will not bet on any everything. Now this dude bet on everything. And I think what I liked about it, again, it showed the human side of it, I think. Because I don't want to get too crazy here, but God damn, Mike, you... Woo! That was tough, man. That was really tough, yo. That was Listen, tough. man, a lot, of, a lot of people, a lot of people have, you know, certain people or certain athletes just can't turn it off. And if you want to say his competitive nature bled into his gambling, like, I, I hear you and I feel you, and he he absolutely was a person that could not turn it off. But yeah. again, I think you know different players have that. I mean, Kobe had that in terms of his competitiveness and obsession with just being great. Right. So there was a lot of things that he probably missed on. You know, there were other people that party things like that. Like Mike Tyson, his thing was, okay, listen. <laughs> that white horse and, and, <laughs> the booger sugar like, but, uh, but I tell you this you won't let Mike Tyson hit you today if you ain't seen that video oh, oh my goodness. goodness don't he look ferocious oh my still oh, goodness. lemonade is a popular drink and it still is same thing yeah, to Mike but, Tyson but the, big, but the biggest thing like I, like I really wanted to take from just the episode that I thought was really cool was the part that 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 Kobe had when Kobe was like, listen, I don't want to have the conversation of who's better, me mm-hmm. or Mike, because he was like, you know, without him, there's no me. Word, word, word. You know, and I think that's that's the one thing that I took from both of the episodes, because even when you go back to the branding, right? Mm-hmm. Think about what David Falk said. There were only tennis players that had shoe deals. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right? They just call it tennis shoes. Outside of Magic and Larry, you know, Isaiah a little bit with Avia, but there were only certain players that had that. And for him to go to Nike and kind of rebrand an entire entire organization, and then also, I know y'all saw it, I posted it on my Instagram, for everybody else that doubted it, shout out to Tick, shout out to Ray Dupree. Yo, the black and red was the OG ones, the first ones that got banned. Go to my IG page and check that out at the work report. Yes, but yes, I just think yes, I, I, I there's no there's no LeBron, there's no Steph, there's no KD, there's no Kyrie, there's no Kobe in terms of branding and how they've been able to move that that dial as far as businessmen without the groundwork that Mike put together because mm-hmm. he took everything to a different level. True. Yep. True. No, no, you're right about that. Also, uh, about this episode, something that kind of came to light. Obviously, you know, we were all affected and still feeling a kind of way about Kobe Bryant. But a lot of the news that came out at his funeral that him and Mike was actually close, I feel like we kind of got robbed because I think this this documentary would have showed how close Mike and Kobe was. And then we could have actually talked to Kobe and be like, yo, y'all was close? Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it kind of, kind of, you know, among a bunch of things about Kobe uh, dying so early. Another reason why I feel robbed. Right. Just another, just to add on to the list of reasons why 
Kobe dying so early kind of robbed us because, you know, it was like, it was a revelation at his memorial that Mike and him were actually close. Mm-hmm. I thought they, I didn't think they were close at all. I thought, you know, Either. it was, just, comp- is, it was competition, lose. right? It was just competition. Yeah, like I, I didn't think that. So to see that, you know, obviously we found out at the memorial, but to see that this was in the documentary that was shot obviously well before uh, the untimely um, death of, of Kobe, it was like, damn, yo, this that would have been the biggest mm-hmm. talking point come tomorrow, you know, after shows like this, like, yo, Finn, did you know Kobe and Mike was actually close? And then he was, like, getting all his moves, and he actually really felt like that about Mike. You know, I always thought there was some hostility between them. Yeah, man. And you know, and like you said, to because Kobe would have loved this because he loved he loved Michael Jordan. You know what I mean? Like he he patented his whole game around Jordan. And and there's nothing wrong with that. I know a lot of people say, "Oh, Kobe, a fake Jordan wannabe." Well, if five rings gets you that yeah, because you're patenting yourself after someone who's great, then guess what? I'm sure Kobe never had a problem with it. Um, sign me up. Yeah, right, sign right. You know what I mean? Like like that's not a problem to be you know, emulate it and to have someone like Kobe say, Hey, I want to be like you and look what he did after that. So, you know, shouts out to him again. Like you said, man, rest in peace, Kobe. Um, cause it's, a, it's no, no. because it's such a tragedy that he didn't get to see this. And like you said, Chris, the comic, cause after this episode, they definitely would have had Kobe on. He definitely would have been oh, talking about 100%. all of this. So we definitely was right. Shout out to, shout out to Gigi too. Cause yes, it was a yes. birthday, uh, like yes. two days ago or something like yep. that. So rest in peace. Now on a on a somber but happy note, they did show the Bulls whooping the Knicks ass. I'm just saying. <laughs> I, listen, I used to like watching the Knicks. I was a Charlotte Hornets fan, but you know, being that I was in the you know you know New England Northeast area, I used to love to watch MSG when the Knicks was good because it was good games. So you watch it and you're like, yes. You're going to watch a good game. You're going to watch the Knicks be hard, tough, everything that Knicks basketball used to be. Now, when you watch the Knicks game now, eh, it's a little different. But, um, <laughs> Phil, shouts out to my boy Phil Plummer, man. He was dreading this day. He's like, I know that they're going to show when the Knicks get dragged by the Bulls. Now, I was, <laughs> but they really didn't get dragged too bad by the Bulls. They just lost a lot. They just lost. It just. That feud would go back and forth, but Charles Oakley, shout out to Charles Oakley, who was a real one. I seen an interview with him and Pippen. He said, listen, Phil had Pat Riley's number. Pat Riley thought he was doing something. He said, but Phil had that Zen master. He said, Pat would draw up these plays, and then I'm like, okay, but what about the rest of the game? Pat Oakley said, anytime we played the Bulls, we always started, played as if we were down four points because that's all it came to at the end of the game, like four points or less. Hmm. And that was so evident. But watching the Knicks, man, and shout out to CT, but if you're from Connecticut, you know this name, Charles Smith. Charles Smith, who was a former Knicks player, and he, and he probably was one of the most hated dudes in the Knicks organization. But I will say, after watching that clip, he was fouled, man. Charles Smith was fouled. They didn't call it. They didn't call it. He was fouled. So all you Knicks fans, you can say what you want. He should have made it, but he also was fouled. And, again, it was the Chicago Bulls. David Stern made sure that those boys were well taken care of. 
What did y'all take on the New York Knicks finally getting some just do <laughs> and getting their ass back? <laughs> like we knew they would, but just to see it again, you know. How did y'all like that? Man, I, I just think the the thing that stuck stuck out to me about that game was I was like, yo, he really pulled those out the closet, huh? <laughs> and then for him to just get the double nickel like it wasn't nothing, nothing. I was like Nothing. Yo, it, for for me as as a basketball fan, and I, no disrespect for all disrespect intended <laughs> to Nick fans, he always, always, it was like, yo, okay, y'all gonna get this today, right? Like it, it didn't even matter, yo. It didn't even matter. He was just like, that's it, y'all gonna get it today. Every game that they played, every game, every game. Now, Chris, so, uh, it's crazy. I know you weren't a Knicks fan, but uh, you know, watching nobody cares about the Knicks. Nobody <laughs> cares about the Knicks, yo. Listen. Let me tell you something. The Knicks is like talking about the Cowboys. Why? They haven't done anything. <laughs> no, we talking about them because nah, we get man. to laugh nah. at them. Don't, we get to laugh and bring up that. Talk, <laughs> man, nobody cares about the Knicks, about the coulda, shoulda, woulda beens. Okay. I don't talk about the Knicks because they suck. They always suck. And maybe one day they won't suck, but they still suck right now. And it's, I feel the same way about the cut. No, no. Do something, then I'll talk about you. Bye. Well, listen, again, if you don't know, I was pleasantly pleased at watching Nick fans have to, you know, uh, go through that agony and that pain once again. <laughs> so I enjoyed every bit of it. I enjoyed every bit of New York Knicks fans saying what could have, would have, should have been, but wasn't. And they keep saying, well, Jordan was the reason that we didn't win titles. But no, you guys played when Jordan left and you still lost. So, uh, man, I tell you what, it's a lot of young dudes that are Knicks fans that are ball headed. I'm not going to call their names because they're Knicks fans. I'm, I'm just saying that stress of being a Knicks fan <laughs> is horrible. It's horrible. But again, watching the documentary, I loved every. Every single bit of watching the New York Knicks lose, not Yo, once, if, not twice, you, but every time. If you live in New York or you rep New York, go to Brooklyn because at least they trying. <laughs> Yo, it, it, yeah, Yo I, I honestly, I just, you know, it, again, they really remind me of the Cowboys because I never understand how Cowboys just blindly trust Jerry Jones. You got this owner, Mike Dolan, that is literally trying to sabotage you every day. Literally. Every day. Literally. And I just, you can't, no, my, I don't know. It can't be me. My fandom cannot be one like that. I mean, I could, listen, I could support a loser. I'm a Mets fan. But what I can't support, <laughs> but, you know, but you know what the Mets do? That they that really, really, really get, don't get enough credit for. Yeah, we suck. And then, like, every five, six years, we make it to the World Series. I mean, we lose, but we get there. Sounds like a New York team. Um, Shouts out to everybody that's tuned in. Nene Kadia, shouts out to you. Shouts out to Juan Castillo. Uncle Juan, Juan was good. Oh, yeah, he a fan. Yeah, man. Steven C. Love, but I hate the Knicks. You know, Steven, you know, Steven C. couldn't wait to come on. He said, you didn't know Kobe and Mike were close. Wow. Like, you really did, Steven. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. You are the damn lot. Yo, they never, not once talked glowing about each other. No. No. Never. Wait. Steven C., you're not about to get me riled up. Listen, 
I want to shout out our God brother, Brian O'Brien. He's in the building, man. Always, you know, supporting, tuning in, man. Shouts out to him. Brian O'Brien, always invited to the cookout, man. You know, love that. Yes, man. Oh, yo, you know what? Before we get out of here, one one thing that I did want to talk about. What's that? One thing that was a little shocking to me of watching the documentary, how disrespected Mike felt that people thought that Clyde Drexler was on his level. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah. Aren't, like, you, aren't you a trailblazer uh, fan, Chris? Me being a Portland fan, of course, of course. And I never thought that Drexler was uh, – nobody's on Mike's level. No, no. But, I mean, you know, Drexler, it was no bum. Right. Okay, Drexler is no bum. And the, the disrespect Jordan felt to, to Drexler was – it was funny. It was real funny. I mean, listen, I'm a Portland fan. We got a lot of heartbreak. Lot of hold on, hold on, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, wait, hold on, hold on, one second, hold on a second. Yo, Steven C, yo, you my G, but yo, you ain't gonna tell my Uncle Juan to shut up, yo. That's the OG right there, fam. That's the OG right there, fam. That's the OG. I know that you talking that talk, but you ain't gonna tell my uncle to shut up, fam. That's the OG right there, fam. If you don't know, you better ask somebody, man. And he know basketball. He from Brooklyn. He rep it all day, and he love the Knicks. You know what I mean? So, for you to talk crazy, you ain't going to be talking crazy. He said, it was obvious that they were close and you know, and you not knowing is comedy. For First of all, us not knowing how, you know what, Chris? I'm going to let Chris get you. Because, again, he's he, he keeps alluding to the Kobe and Jordan, how tight they were. We knew that they talked, but we didn't know how close they were because of the competitive juices. Michael Jordan played in an era where if I was against you, I you know I respect you, but we're not gonna be Hold that on. close. So go, go ahead. Here's, well, this is what we're gonna do. This is what we're gonna do. So at, at Kobe, and you can look this up. This is all stuff you could you know Google it. As Shaq said, Google me. Um, <laughs> you can look all of this stuff up at Kobe's memorial when Jordan broke that you know they had this really really tight relationship. That was national news. So if it was so obvious, I mean. Steven C, you must got Jordan number or Kobe number or see that that you can talk to these people and get all of this inside information. Or maybe you're a beat writer for Chicago or maybe Los Angeles and you got some inside info, but please share how you knew that they were as tight as everybody in the world recently found out. But, you know, I mean, it's cool, man. You probably know more basketball than I ever played. You probably... You probably know my my daddy middle name. I don't know. You you probably know a whole bunch of stuff. I don't know. That's because, <laughs> but that's because we didn't yo, play college, so we don't know. Yeah, listen, yo, yo, listen, yo, listen. Yeah. listen Who's that psychic name? Uh, Cleo. Miss Cleo. Yes. Miss Cleo. Miss Cleo. That's why he was so good, yo, because he knew that Kobe and Jordan were that close. He knew that. He knew that they talked every day, and that. It was it. They were just the best of friends. He knew that. Right, right. He, he knew he. he go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm just saying, like it, it. It goes with what you said, Chris. For one thing, nobody knew that until Mike said it. There could be speculation that he was cool with certain people, or he let certain people in, but nobody knew that for sure. If this, oh if anybody knows anything, that there has been one person that has been close to Mike to where people have known about it has been Mello. Yes. It hasn't been anybody else that you can think about. It's been Carmelo. And just the fact that Michael Jordan only does interviews every five to six to seven years. Mm. 
if any. So before this documentary, he hasn't even been on TV. So again, Steven, Steven C, you got that head rap on, bro. You definitely got that Don't Rush Challenge head rap going because you know more than we do. Right. He said he, <laughs> he's Steven C. Smith, I guess. Uh, Mama Rose said hi to everybody. She just tell her I said hi she, and that I love her. Everybody hold on, hold hi. on. Let me, let Mama me, Rose, let me, up. let me read his comment, man. You know, again, shouts out to Steven C. Man, you gotta like, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta love this Piston fan. Um, he said. He said he's talking crazy on a bad boy's Pistons. That's a grown man. He can handle it. Don't get mad because the Knicks who tried to use the Pistons formula, in quotes, uh, in parentheses, I should say, didn't succeed in winning championships even in Mike's absence. Now, I would agree with you. They tried to use that formula. But to say that, again, we talking about your ass saying that you knew Kobe and Jordan were that close. That's what we talking about. So I understand what you're saying, but, you know, mm. I mean, again, if you look at what was going on, they weren't getting blown out. They tried to use the Pistons formula, and it almost worked. Again, I get what you're saying. They didn't win the championships, but shit, it, it got them to the finals in 1999. So, yeah, man, got to love Stephen C., man. You got to love Stephen C., man. I'm not mad. I'm not hating. <laughs> you know, you just, you just got to love Stephen C. Um, now, I do want to talk about this week, fellas, because shout out to Aaron Johnson. He said... Now, he's a Mellow fan. He said, why does Mellow get so much hate? And I want to talk about that because I want to have a few people call in because it's a lot of people when we talk about making a Hall of Fame. Larry Love does not like Chris Webber at all. Okay? Mm. He's not thrilled that Tracy McGrady got in as first ballot. So I do want to talk about some Hall of Fame expectations because he said Chauncey Billups is getting there. You know, um, it's a lot that we got to talk about. Also, um, some, you know, NFL news, also some NBA news. Uh, anytime I see the NCAA going down, I love it. Shouts out to the G League, man. They putting a nail in the coffin on NCAA. Now they really trying to speed this whole process up of, you know, getting paid for your likeness, which we already thought that they were going to do anyway. But anytime you can make the NCAA nervous, I'm with you. So I do want to talk about that, fellas. And also, anybody else that got any other ideas and suggestions, hit me up. You know, we definitely want to talk about that. We definitely want to talk about that. Um, but, again, this was uh, part five and six, recap of The Last Dance. And we got to thank our sponsor, 94.3 WYBC. The Rhythm of the City. Also, where you can find us, you can find us at RealDSTM1 on Instagram. You can find us on YouTube under Professional Sutton. Also, we got a little cash app there if you want to donate a dollar, five dollars, whatever. You know, we, you know, we would love your donations. Um, also, only see Sut uh, cash app up there. Listen, what? Well, then give me a cash app, man. <laughs> give me a cash app, man. Listen, I'm not trying to rob my brothers. You know what I mean? Like they said in the Bible, what a man rob God. Okay, I'm not trying to do that, my brother. Okay, I, my name is not Lonnie Love. You know what I mean? It's Hey, AKA, sitting outside? It's AKA Quetito. Anyway, um, <laughs> so I do want to talk about those subjects. We are going to get to that, fellas. Um, anything yeah, else? Come that on, you man. Get out of here. Uh oh. Uh oh. Chris getting beat up. Any other? No, nah, no, nah, man. My, you, you know, my cat just literally walked right across my eye, my eye, uh, my tablet. Oh, she's disrespecting you. Just disrespecting my face. Acting like this Jordan, disrespect. acting like Scottie Pippen did Patrick Ewing. Disrespect. Oh, man. <laughs> this, this <laughs> I won't ever stop. 
I won't. I won't. I won't ever stop. I will say this. This week, I definitely want to get into this NCAA because yes. you already know how I feel about. I love it. Them, um, the masses and their money. Yes, but they lose it. I will. I will say one thing. I do just want to put this in the uh, ether real quick. Go ahead, please, Chris. Yo, don't let national news and all of these major sports organizations try to trick you, young people, into thinking that you're missing something from not going to college. Mm. Mm. Now, college ain't for everybody, but it's for some of y'all. You know what I mean? If you a two, three year player. You, you, college is probably the right route for you, but if you're a one-and-done player, don't let the John Calipari's, mm-hmm. even the, the, the Mike Krzyzewski's, don't let none of them say, oh, you're missing out on this great experience. No, no, no. you making them money, and you ain't getting none. Remember that. Mm-hmm. Get your money mm-hmm. whenever and whenever you can. And also, with on that note, in the words of my bruh, Marshawn Lynch, Take care of that chicken. Don't be spinning it crazy. Make sure you good. So listen. Take care of the mentals. Because <laughs> you know, we got to be young black. I can't say that. You know, young black Africans. You know what I mean? But speaking of black Africans, we will be back next week. We will be covering episode seven and eight. So I can't wait to talk about that. I'm going to watch that when it comes out like everybody else. Because I'm not. Let me tell you something. I ain't watching that. Next week, I'll be watching the Erica Badu versus Jill Scott battle in my full African in my full African guard. Well, well, <laughs> talking if, about you better call Tyrone. Well, listen, if I mean, I'm just saying because I heard that Jill Scott wrote a lot of what Erica Badu did on her first album to Baduism. I'm just saying. I'm just she saying. She did. She did. I'm just she saying. Did. Yo, this is gonna be a good oh, battle. Yeah. It's gonna it's, be a I'm excited about this. You're gonna have a lot of brothers tuning in wearing daishikis because you know yeah, how I'm Erica Badu is burning. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get my incense burning. I'm gonna have Dr. Umar Johnson playing in the background. You're gonna be clapping <laughs> like this. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, like Chris, why does it smell like cocoa butter in here? He can be like, chill, Rose. I got this, baby. Calm down. Calm down, I got this. I got this. <laughs> I mean, this is an Africans only stream, okay? This is an Africans only stream. Well, I hope that they got the audio right because I don't want to keep saying, hold on one second. Nah, hell no. Hell no. I will nah, say nah, what. Nah, nah, nah. Two queens right there. We ain't going to have no Teddy Riley issues. <laughs> nah, nah, <laughs> we ain't going to have no Teddy Riley issues. Please not. But listen. Um, excuse me, baby. Baby face, I think it's your mic. <laughs> I think it's your people there. Nah, Teddy, I'm here alone. <laughs> Listen, we got to go. We got to go. We got to go. We got to go. Thank you again for tuning to another edition of Don't Shoot the Messenger podcast. I'm your boy, Professional Sutton. And I'm your boy, Chris G. And it's your boy, the Walking Boy. Cheers. Peace.